<laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to the Long Haul Podcast. It's Elizabeth Avito Presta here. Your marriage podcast extraordinaire. What's that radio show on Parks and Rec? The jazz one? Oh uh, yeah. Where, duh, duh, duh. I can't think of it. We gotta find the name of it. It's really funny. We just told a good story. Hey guys. Uh-huh. What's up? Um, happy Friday. Hope you're doing well. It is snowing here in the Chicagoland area. It's beautiful white snow. We are going to Texas, Texas. to visit family, and um, we're excited. Mm-hmm. A little nervous. Uh, it's funny because no matter how many times I fly, every time I fly, I'm like, oh, piece of cake. But then every time before I fly, I get nervous. Which is so funny because to me, it's not even a thought. I know. But your friend was on a flight and the engine fell off. Yeah. So, like yesterday. So, this is... Um, so, things can happen. Yeah. I don't know why I get so... I don't. It's not even like... I don't get anxiety. I just get nervous. Yeah. I'm just like uneasy. And not, not nervous, but un- uneasy. And then every time I fly, I'm like, oh, that was nothing. It's a piece of cake every time. Piece of cake. But I just... It's a high stress situation for me. Yeah. I don't get it. For me, it's not... I'm like, cool. Can I just get on the plane so I can pass out now? Yeah. Well, our flight is super early and then, so I might be tired. I might be just getting woken up. So maybe I'll do some work on the flight or something. But yeah, if you're like me and you get nervous every time you fly, high five. (laughs) High five, people. I guess you're lame. So babe, how was your birthday? It was good. I really just felt like chilling this year. So um, my friend Eva was in town. We all went out to eat, went to a movie and relaxed. It was nice. Yeah. What movie? Do, oh, with Jumanji too. Yeah. It was a good movie. That's pretty it was funny. funny. We were the only ones laughing out loud. I, I know. <laughs> Your laugh was at first so I, loud. At first I felt uncomfortable. But then I was like, screw it. This is a funny movie. Yeah. I'll laugh if I want to. Yeah. I don't get it. But I, we were laughing maybe too loud. No such thing. Yeah. Or maybe I was just laughing too loud. Your glasses aren't even on. Because these are... These are the headphone squeeze. I was going to ask you when you when you have the headphones on, doesn't it make your glasses uncomfortable? No, you just kind of shift them a little bit. For me it does. Yeah, Liz's glasses were on crooked. <laughs> Cuz my headphones were smashing them. Yeah, baby. So you had a good good birthday then? Yeah. Good. Um so I found an interesting article that I want to talk about today. Is that cool with you? Cool with me. All right, I'm just going to read the intro really quick. I found this on, it's a website called Marriage Today. Um, and it says, I'm just going to read it really quick. Did you know that 86% of divorces are the result of what researchers call non-severe circumstances? That means the marriage ending circumstances are not related to severe problems like abuse, abandonment, or adultery. Instead, they're because of fights about money, kids, sex, and other emotional issues. 86%. So that's like 86% of like, hey, if we just do the work. Just not getting on the same page. Right. Yeah, basically. Exactly. So the article goes over 10 marriage decisions to make today. And I thought they were interesting because I think a lot of them we've talked about before. Um, but seeing them written out two kind of shows you like hey these are simple things that we could be doing that we can agree to not do that would make a huge difference in our lives yeah you know 
So do you want to go over them? Yeah. I think they're really important. I'm waiting for you to read them. It'll be fun. So the number one is we will never threaten divorce. And this was huge for us. Right. That's like, I don't even like saying the word in our house. Right. It's the D word. We've never even been like, oh, what are you going to do? Divorce me. Right. Like not not even joking. No, it's like just even saying that right now is not, not okay. Um, so there's, there's the D word, which is the D word, Divorce. but then there's vitamin D, oh my gosh, which stop, is, babe. Just what's, stop. Vi- what's vitamin D, babe? It's, you get it from the sun. Yeah. So there's the D word, which we don't <laughs> say, and there's vitamin D, which we give plenty of. Babe, <laughs> <laughs> you're so obnoxious. My mom told me the other day, she's like, I don't know if I can listen to your podcast anymore. <laughs> hey, it's life. It's real life. Um, yeah, so even just saying that, like, and we've had some some decent fights and arguments, and we we've that's never even been no never come up, you know. Was that something that you heard in your house growing up, or no? No, it wasn't even talked about. No, and then even I think in, in our house too, growing up, we never um, talked about suicide at all. When someone had committed suicide, we just they, my parents used to say that they just died. It wasn't like, it just wasn't an option, you know? Yeah. We also, um, the word hate wasn't allowed in our house at all. That's interesting. Which I would like to do with our family too. I don't think we say it that much. We don't, but you hear kids do it all the time. And they're like, oh, I hate that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, you're being a little extreme right now. You don't have to like it. That's fine. Yeah. I think too, taking the the D word off the table um also just creates a a space where like you know you can fight and there's not going to be crazy repercussions for you know like oh i can freely say what i feel and and it's healthy to communicate and all that and i know that like we're going to work through it but when you're threatening the d word then um if it then it it's just like, makes it so much more scary and then you're like not open to communicate right and maybe i can't tell you how i feel right now because it might make you mad and you might want to leave right and that's not a healthy relationship you know communication is huge um the second one is we will never go to bed angry work out your disagreements on a daily basis or or uh, resentment will begin to fester if you can't find a solution submit to godly counsel there will always be times in marriage where you can't work out problems on your own so set so get help getting help is not a sign of weakness but of wisdom what do you think? We had an argument the other night. Yeah, and I said, we are not going to bed like this. Yeah. But I couldn't find the words to... I, I was emotional, and I couldn't find the words to communicate, so I just... I don't want to say anything that I don't mean. And you were like, you're not going to talk to me? We're not going to talk? We're not going to talk? Are you going to talk? I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't want to say anything that I don't mean. So, like, give me a second. We yeah, but we also, good. yeah, but we've also not talked, but we still, before we go to bed, if it's like, okay, maybe we're not going to resolve this tonight, but so I love let's you. let's take some vitamin D and Babe. we'll figure it out in the morning. Um, I'm like, I love you. We always kiss each other goodnight. We always say, I love you. And sometimes I think it does take a while to work through some things, but it's like, okay, like, I can see your point. I just need to think about whatever, you know? Yeah. Well, it's hard because you're bringing two worlds together 
and we grew up very different and we have different ideas and experiences you've been on your own for a while and like have never been really challenged and i've all i've been is challenged and it's like <laughs> that's very true it's just it, it's two different so when worlds. i get challenged i get triggered yeah you're like i don't like being questioned i'm like well i got questions so <laughs> figure, <laughs> figure it out for yeah. real though you know it's like it, uh-huh. and it's hard because we're doing this together now and if you don't like being questioned and all i have are questions and it's like <laughs> we need to figure out it's nothing personal it's not like i'm questioning you or your integrity or, or like your right, intentions is- it's like i just have questions i want to know what's going on and what it what it means or what i can do or why you know whatever i have millions of questions i know you do that's what i'm best at is asking questions and you're like just don't question me i'm like this is not gonna work we gotta figure something out because i got i gotta ask these questions else i go crazy so number three is uh we will never agree to disagree which to me was interesting because i figured that's a good um compromising strategy but let's read further so marriage is the longest journey you'll take in your life but if one spouse is going one direction the other spouse is going the other you will always have conflict seek agreement by seeking the god together submit to god and godly counsel until the two of you can get on the same page okay so i see what they're saying there do you get it yeah so it's like we can't like on this one big issue just be like okay well we're never gonna see eye to eye right if you and just leave it instead of being like okay like maybe we don't have the answers right now but this is something that we need to work toward resolving and getting on the same team with. Yeah. I think the, the never agreeing to disagree. Yeah. What they're saying, if you agree to disagree, then you're agreeing to be not on the same page. And the more you agree to not be on the same page, the more you're not going to be on the same page and the less, the weaker your marriage is going to be basically. Cause then you guys are on, you're in different books on different pages. Yeah, well, and I feel like that's, so a few of the ar- arguments that we've been having lately are the same things, and it's because we're not on the same page, and we're like, okay, we have to figure this out. We have to work through this, and so it kind of keeps coming up, and it's like, okay, because because we want to be on the same page. We want to come to a resolution. We don't want to just be on two different sides on these issues, you know? Yeah, well, we have to be on the same page. Right. And then when we start having kids and stuff and we, you know, parenting styles, I'm sure we're going to have different standards for parenting styles or think one thing's important and I don't think it is and I think something's important and you don't think it is. And showing a united front, I think, for children is huge. Yeah. I know my parents, the way I grew up, I thought my parents never argued, but really they just argued in Italian in front of us <laughs> or they would do it on their own time. Um but I think that's hugely important. Like I never, never thought that my parents were never on the same page. I've, you know, I never even heard them. They always had each other's back, even if they didn't agree with each other. It was basically them versus us almost where it was like, if I argued or questioned my mom or dad, then they would always defend each other Yeah. or they'd always have each other's back and be like, no, she said this, that's it. Or no, he said this, that's it. Even if they didn't, Agree. agree right that's just how it was yeah i think that's the agree agreeing to disagree by not allowing that i think that that shows a huge united front and it makes the marriage stronger yeah i mean I it's feel not like, easy though no and honestly i feel like when it comes to parenting yeah we will have some differences but i feel like we I feel like we value similar things and we want to, we have similar views, I guess, in the things that we want to instill in our children. And we're on the same page as far as 
a lot of things yeah when it comes to parenting and the type of home we want to have and and everything like that i think the decisions we have now and i'll probably look back at this and laugh just somehow seem harder what decisions just about we don't agree we don't have the same views on birthing and stuff like that yeah i feel like that's hard it's harder than life decisions I don't know. I think it's just harder to give up the idea of something. Like, for me, giving up the idea of having, like, a hospital birth is hard. Giving up the idea for you to have a home birth is hard. Right. So, it's not, nothing's easy. And I, like, when people say marriage is hard, I think this is what they're talking about. Right. Because I don't think marriage is hard. I think getting on the same page with each other can be challenging. Right. Because we both have strong beliefs, but ultimately we both want what's best for our family. We have the same goal. Right. But how we want to get there is different. Right. And then finding the middle ground or finding like the yin and yang and being like, okay, this is a decision we're making. And that's that's what's difficult. But it has nothing to do like with how I feel about you as a person or there's sometimes where I just want to shake you. But that's where vitamin D comes into play, babe. Oh my gosh. There's times where I want to shake you too. Like right now? No. Do you have anything else for that? Agree to disagree? No. So the next one is actually we will respect and celebrate our differences, which I think is super important Mm -hmm. because what's that saying? Like guys date Sorry, I keep hitting the table. Guys date girls uh, thinking they're never going to change and girls date guys hoping they hoping change. They change. Mm-hmm. And it's like, maybe the guy's got it right. I don't know. But like, I love you for you. I don't want you to change. And when I challenge you or I question you or I'm like, what's going on here? Or what's that? Or why this? Why that? It's not because I want you to think the way I think. It's because like, I just want to get to know your mindset. And like, I love you for you and I don't want you to change and I think that like who you are is who I'm in love with and that's like who I want my future children to have as a mother don't go changing keep going yeah I don't know the rest of the song um yeah I think so I agree with what you said though like a lot of times I feel like girls will date a guy being like, oh, he's going to grow up a little bit or he's going to change. Like you date the potential, mm-hmm. you know, for me, it was really, really important not to do that because I had done it before because I'd been in the relationship where it's like, no, no, no. I, I promise like I'll spend more time with your family. No, no, no. I I promise I'll, I'll go on a trip with you next time. Yeah. And it just never happened. And so for me, it was like, okay, I just want this person to show me who they are and I'm going to believe that. You know, so for me, it was important not to date a potential, but to date who you were. Yeah. Well, this, the, the sub paragraph says you are two distinct individuals, which means you won't always look at each other the same way, or you won't look at the world the same way. Do not dishonor each other or disrespect each other because your spouse thinks differently than you refuse to judge each other or talk bad about each other instead be thankful for the ways you are different it makes you a better team i think that is huge because honestly if we were the same person like if we 
if we did disrespect each other and dishonor each other and just wanted each other to be who we are, then it's like you're married to yourself. How egotistical are you? Yeah. <laughs> you want to be married to the exact same person yeah. you are? And then like what's the fun? I don't know. I just see so many people, especially a couple years back, right? When you're kind of like just starting your 20s and you see people dating each other and they're trying to change one another. And you're like, oh, if only she would just do this. I'm like, yo, get out of that relationship right now. Right. Right now. Just- but I also feel like a lot of those are so... Some of those things are just so unrealistic and so ridiculous. Like, oh, if only she would just do this one thing. And it's like... That's not who she oh, is. Who cares? Like, why don't you just accept that's not something that she does? And Right, but if it bothers you that much. Like, let's say there's something about... There's a couple things about this girl you're dating or this guy you're dating that just like bother you so much and that's it's it's a core of who they are and you're like oh he will change or she will change or oh if only he would do this differently like then i could fully trust him or whatever it's like that's not who he or she is so enough right there was there was a couple things about you just like i'm sure there's a couple things about me where i'm like oh that's kind of annoying but it's like i love it and i can deal with it and it's like it's not anything that bothers me to the point where you know you know what i'm saying feel like like I you realized... like you leaving the door the cupboard doors open like is it annoying as hell yeah but it's like i don't care but right. if it's something like oh you think the worst of people right away and be like oh man if she was just a little more positive thinking no 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 get out like that's that's not that's not gonna change and even if it does like it's I don't know. It always it always scares me to see people trying to change each other in a relationship, especially early on, where it's like, yo, you guys have nothing invested. And even if you do have invested, even if you have years and years and years invested in each other and you guys are just growing apart, like it's okay to let go. Right. I know starting over sounds so scary and it's like, man, I don't want to start from scratch. And it's like, yeah, but wouldn't you rather start from scratch and have your identity right and and just the relationship that you really desire well and two to kind of bring it then to settle or compromise so much Well, to kind of bring it biblically too um i've been reading the bible guys it's 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 actually pretty good if you read it right but um jesus was talking to some people and he was saying that you are the salt and the and the light and that you're the light and the a light is no good under a bowl or like isn't hidden. So shine your light on top of the uh-huh. hillside or whatever. Mm-hmm. And if you're not able to do that within a relationship, you got to get out. Because like yeah. Jesus himself told us that we need to be shining our light. So if someone's dimming it or if someone's like putting you in a in a door or in a room without windows, it's like, then you're not able to fill your God-given purpose. And that's just not... I just... I truly feel like marriage... I don't know. You should be with somebody who brings out the best in you and challenges you to be the best person that you can be or the person that God created you to be. Because if you have somebody who's bringing out the worst in you, like you either have some serious work to do because they're reflecting some things back to you that you just don't want to deal with or it's just not the right relationship because... I just, I, I feel like I've become the best version of myself since being with you. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, you need to change this in order to become the best version of you. It's like, no, you need to realize how great you are. 
to be the best version of you. Because some people will try to twist it. I've seen it. Yeah. Where they're like, you need to stop doing this and this, and then you'll be great. It's like, no, you are great, and I'm going to keep pushing you past your fears. Right. Not past your character traits. Right. Yeah. Agreed. It's like, you're unorganized. Do I want you to be more organized? Sure, but that's not what I'm trying to help you with. Right. What I see in you is, oh, I'm nervous to do this, or like, oh, I'm not good enough to do that, and I'd call bullshit. Yeah. Like, that's the difference. Mm-hmm. So, and it, that's important, according to this article. <laughs> uh, the next one is, we will give each other the right to complain and be honest without paying a price. Think of yourself as a customer. Customer relations counter for your marriage. If your customer, your spouse, brings a complaint to you, you listen at, to that complaint and work to make it right. Accept it with a good attitude. Don't roll your eyes. Don't be defensive. Don't shame your spouse for being honest with you. What do you think about that? I think that kind of rolls with the with the D word thing. Where it's like, it's a safe space. Yeah, right. I feel like we're pretty good at that because you'll be like, just put your shoes away. And I'm like, just do it for me. <laughs> but we have, I mean, I feel like we have created a safe space. I've never felt like I couldn't tell you something or how I was feeling. I feel like sometimes I struggle finding the words to describe maybe what I'm, what I'm going through, but I've never been like, Oh, I can't, I can't tell Vito this because he's going to, freak out or be mad or even if it's something that you do that drives me crazy and I want to tell you like I've never felt like oh I can't tell Vito because it's just gonna piss him off yeah you know or anything like that I feel like we can safely complain to each other and tell each other what drives us crazy and but I never feel like when you're like oh just put your shoes away or close the cupboards or whatever I'm never like he loves me less he Oh, he can't stand me. Oh, he doesn't want to be with me. Like, I don't internalize any of that. Because you do things all the time that drive me crazy, too. Yeah. And I love you so much. Yeah. Well, one, one of the guys I coach, we, we were kind of talking about this because sometimes he feels like he can't say anything to his wife because then she'll freak out or she'll get super defensive. And basically, well, I mean, what we talk about is like working past that like if that's where you're at right now where you're you are married and it is it is something where you cannot freely express yourself or voice your concerns or whatever then you have to find an approach that gets past that because it's so important because the more you hold in the more it festers and because everything is always bigger in our heads than it is in real life and the more you sit with it and let it before you let it air out then it just becomes a huge thing and then it's like so many people break up. So many fights happen because you're thinking something in your head. You don't say anything. Then you let it fester and fester and fester and fester. And then something else happens and you blow up. And then it's the reaction isn't proportionate to what you were feeling. Right. So if basically, I mean, what I, what I coach him on is like, you guys are on the same team. You guys both want what's best for each other. So having a conversation before you get emotional or before you get triggered or whatever saying hey listen i want to be able to voice my concerns when they come up right now i feel like i can't do that and that doesn't make me feel good like just be honest have an honest conversation and then just let them know so like next time i am saying something it's not because it's not because i 
am upset with you or whatever. It's just... I think you're a bad wife. Right, right, right. It's just I need to voice it so I don't let it fester. Right. And I would say nine times out of ten it's received well because you guys are on the same team and you want what's best for each other. Well, I mean, you would hope so in a marriage. You would hope that we... Like, I also want to be a good wife to you and for you, you know? And I think that there's, if there's something simple that like, let's say it drives you crazy that you come home from work and I don't ask you how your day was, you know? And then you're just like, Hey, like, I feel like you just really don't care about my day. Yeah. And when I get home from work and you sit down and you're like, Hey, tell me about your day. I just really feel valued and seen after like being at work all day and getting my butt kicked or whatever. Like, that's just really important to me. You know, if it, it's something like that, that you can come to me with and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I, I do care about your day. Like I, I will absolutely do that. Yeah. You know, that's one thing versus like also being like, Oh, well you think I'm a horrible wife. I, well you come home and I'm busy cooking and I'm whatever. And it's like, who cares? Like your partner's coming to you with a need. Mm-hmm. And that's our, our job as spouses is to to love on each other. That's our job is to to be there, to have that teammate, to to get to come with your needs and be able to help each other out. So I think you have to be open when your partner's expressing a need or something. And if there's something that you don't agree on, then yeah, then you have to figure it out and figure out a way to be on the same page. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next one is we will be faithful to each other. And it says faithfulness means more than just sexual faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, though, of course, it's a big fart. A big fart. Big part. <laughs> you just said fart. Big part <laughs> of your marriage vows. Faithfulness also refers to your emotions. Even during times of frustration or difficulty, never let your heart be turned away from each other to another person. This was something when we talked about early on in a relationship, you're like, I feel like I could get over if you cheated on me, but if you emotionally cheated on me, I don't know if I could ever forgive you. And I was like, okay, Elizabeth, like, let's get real. For real, because I know guys are just physical people. I mean, obviously, I'd kill you we either way. We are dum-dums for sure. I would kill you either way. But, um, but I know uh, sometimes that there's just like a physical thing that happens, whatever, but... And I'm not saying that's okay or anything. But if you started emotionally investing yourself in another woman, like texting her and opening up to her and telling her about us and um, and she was the one being like, how's your day? Yeah. How's whatever? Blah, blah, blah. Like I will burn this house down with you in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> that because that's, yeah, I mean, that's your soul, right? Like sex is... Not not saying like cheating sexually is is not terrible. It is. Ooh, and this um, kind of brings up another. But thing it's like for a me. next level. Go ahead. Which we had talked about before, and I just, I think it's really hard. I know some people do it, but can you have friends of the opposite sex? No. When you're married. No. No. I know you don't. You don't agree. No. Um, I honestly don't. No. I feel like I, I do have guy friends, but since I've been married, I don't ever talk to them. It's like if I ever saw them, it's like, oh, hey, good to see you. But like I would never go grab coffee with. Right. You could know people of the opposite Bob. sex and have good conversations for sure. But I think like that when, it's we were, also... when we were out at the brewery the other night and I saw girls from high school oh, yeah. and I was talking with them for a while, like 
they're not my friends. We used to be friends and, you know, I've known them since we were young. But like, are they my friends? Am I going to go get coffee with them? Am I going to text them? No. Well, because I just I feel like then it just opens up that if you are actually good friends, then you start opening up about your significant other to them. Like you develop these other relationships with them. And I just don't necessarily agree. I do think it's hard because we got married when I was 32 years old. So I have some guy friends and I've been friends with some, some guys for 10 years or whatever. So just to drop people off, I feel like it's hard. I also feel like you're not just dropping them off. You're setting boundaries. Right. I agree with that. I think it was easier for me because I moved like I didn't. So moving here, I didn't have guy friends, you know? Yeah. I had a couple of guy friends, but like, it's just not possible. Babe, when we, we, we've gone, what I'll just ask you, what's the longest we've gone without having sex? The one time in December when I was out of town and then sick. Okay. So, but besides that, so what, like two weeks, maybe, but okay. that so was a weeks. rare case. So, okay. But two weeks, right? Besides that, maybe three days. Okay. That's not my point, but, but two weeks, right? Like that's not a lot of time, but it is a lifetime. Right. And, I didn't realize how much like I need that physical connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, I mean, it's, if you do have someone of the opposite sex who you're close with emotionally or just like in a different way, like it is so easy, so easy to just be like, I need something sexual. And mm. my wife's not giving it to me. Not that you weren't giving it to me. You were sick and stuff. But like there are marriages where they're just not intimate. Right, right. So if you do have a friend of the opposite sex, it's just, it, it, I mean, it's just like, it, it's like if you're going to get sick, you're going to, you're going to get fat from sugar. Right. But it's like having a, a dozen donuts sitting on your countertop at all times and not being able to eat it. Why? Why have it there? Just get out of the house. Yeah. Don't do it. And I'm not saying like I'm looking at other girls. I'm like, oh, oh my God, I want to sleep with that girl, whatever. It's just like it's it's an unnecessary. It's totally unnecessary. Right. Well, I feel like it's those times where it's like you start you're really good friends with somebody that you work with and things at home. You haven't been intimate in a while and they're not that good. And everyone in the office goes out for drinks after and you end up talking to that person. And well, when you're feeling disconnected from your husband or wife, right? You're looking for connection somewhere else. It's just a human need. It's not like you're looking for sex. You're just looking for connection. So if you're fighting with your husband and wife, which is going to happen, and then you go out with your friend who's also the opposite sex and you're looking for connection, you're going to get it. Yeah. You're going to get it. So just know. The answer is no. It's so easy. I, I don't know why people have these conversations. But they're like, well, well, Spencer's different. No, Spencer's not different. No, Jessica is not different. Yeah, but we've been I friends since we were in diapers. I don't care. So for me, it's not really a question because, like I said, I don't really have any. It and, was. and the people that are in my life now, like my one friend who's a DJ, we've been friends for 10 years. He's awesome. He helped me out through a lot of hard times. And he's like, hey, next time I'm in Chicago, like, we should get together. And, and he was even like, I'd love to meet your husband. And he has a girlfriend here. And I feel like that's different because we could sometime if we're downtown or whatever, like meet up with them as a couple. 
I would like to. He's a I've, really great I, guy. I see no need in it. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm I know, sure I would shake his hands. Like it would be nothing like. I know you see no need in blood. it, but for me, like I, I would love to see him and catch up because he was a yeah, really good then, friend yeah, for me for you a catch long up, time. You catch up, and then you catch up again, and no. then you catch up again, and then you, you know, I'm friends with his wife. You're friends with him. And then we keep catching up, and we come, become good friends. But you guys have something different. We don't have something different. You guys have known each other for a while. He's helped you through so much. There's a connection there. Yes and no. It's no, just yes. like he was so he was a friend to me like when I really needed it. And so it'd be nice just to see him and catch up and see how he is now. I haven't seen or talked to him in like three, four years. Yeah. It's there's no need. I it, disagree with that. I think if you're going out as a couple, it's fine. I feel like if he and I were texting on the side all the time, that's a completely different And what thing. I'm saying is that's how that's where it starts. It it starts with the hey, let's catch up. Oh hey, we should do this again. No, we should do this again in ten years. Maybe, but not even not even that. No way, no way. I think you're a little extreme. I think that if I'm like, oh, my friends in town, I'm gonna go downtown and hang out with them. That's a different story. How many times people are like, oh, I'm gonna go meet up with my friend from high school. I haven't seen him in fifteen years. Yeah, but you grew up together. Fifteen years of not seeing each other doesn't mean anything. You're going to pick up right where you left off. And where you left off was in the janitor's closet. (laughs) So it's like. I think you're a little extreme. uh, Okay. But I don't think that. I do think that there's relationships that are very inappropriate. Yeah. Any opposite sex relationship is inappropriate. (laughs) Okay. So the next one is we will develop healthy relationships with fellow believers. If you want to know what your marriage will look like in five years, observe the couples you're spending time with. Divorces run in packs you want friends who will encourage you to do the right thing even during hard times you will also need to remain connected to a you know local community um yeah so basically you are who you surround yourself with i agree with that i think that's good which is why though i've wanted to get involved in church and meet other couples who their faith is important to them because right mm-hmm. now we don't really have any couples in our life. Yeah, maybe are are the couples in our life. Maybe their faith isn't number one, but their marriage is. And it, I we have no friends who are like even open to the idea of being unfaithful. Right, but still, I do or think that it's important. It. I get that, but I still do think that it's important to because then you because yeah. then when you're going through something, like how can somebody give you? godly counsel yeah. when you confide in them and they're my thing is like i know i'm comfortable with what i know so i know my friends and i know that they're good people and stuff i am weary church is a place where sinners go and i just have heard and known people who like are shitty business people who go to church every week who screw people over and don't pay their bills and like cheap people and i know people who like are addicts like current addicts not like you know turn the you know just like or like addicted to porn or or whatever because that's where sinners go is to church and it just i don't know i'm open i'm open to new relationships but i'm i'm weary of it yeah but i think feel like i've had completely different experiences like yeah, of course, there's an array of people that come to church, but you also find the people who love God so much and are who just 
there to grow and genuinely yeah, like for sure be in fellowship with other believers and, and i'm not even talking down upon like addicts or, or whatever like I'm, I'm gonna love on them 100 percent. for so, me it's important to have that i want women in my life who because if i'm it's so easy to go to your friends and like complain about something or go to your friends and they're not going to give you godly counsel back. And that's what you need is somebody to be like, okay, I understand this, but you know, and then somebody who's also then going to lift you up in prayer. Yeah. I think that that's very important. And that's why I I would love to have Christian friends. Yeah. I guess I'm looking at it as like, if you had a Christian male friend, Oh no! That because we that's what we talked about last. No, time. no, yeah. No, I'm talking yeah, about like I'm going to this women's Bible study now, yeah. and I really love yeah. the women in there. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's super important. I agree. I feel like you don't have any Christian friends though. Um, which I don't yet either here I don't know. either. Yeah. Yeah, my most spiritual friend is a Sikh. Yeah. But he's down with this. He's down with the cause down with jesus um we will make our decisions together the two of you are equal partners there should be there should not be one spouse who is dominant and one spouse who is more submissive when you are making any significant decision both of you have equal input and both of you respect each other's opinions never bully each other to in, to change or influence a decision pretty black and white it's hard yeah but it's doable i guess how does that align with a Christian philosophy of like the man's the head of the household. So even if there is a disagreement, it's like he's the one to make the decision. I don't know. What do you think about that? Um, I think that, I don't know. I think that there's certain decisions that yes. Um, I guess, I don't know. I, I do think that it's both. I think that part of a marriage is loving and respecting each other's, input and decisions and making the, especially the big ones together. So I don't know. I was just always taught though, that basically the man has the ultimate word (laughs) or say. Yeah. Um, and I'm a peacemaker. So I feel like I'm more likely to submit on something. Yeah. I mean, we're both going to be more submissive on, on different things. Um, I think when it comes to the man being the head of the household, I think there is merit to it. Um, but I also think that like, I don't know, like my mom ran the house. Like ultimately my dad was most feared. Yeah. Your dad was feared and provided. And he was the head of the house, like in in quotes, Mm -hmm. but like my mom ran the house. Yeah. Um, and my dad fully supported her. So, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if you are on the same team and you do make decisions together, it's easier to have, like, to say, like, I think what that means is, like, as the man, it's our responsibility to take full responsibility. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Like, there's never a case where I'm going to be like, well, this was your decision besides Mm -hmm. Hutch. Because now that we're going on vacation, it's like, what are we going to do with Hutch? I'm like, yo, you wanted this dog. But even that's wrong. I shouldn't do that. But you're the one who showed him to me. But I, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I shouldn't do it. But it is like, I think I think what the Bible is trying to say there is like, yeah, it ultimately is the man's decision. 
but I think what it's saying is like it's ultimately like the man will own and take care of whatever happens. So let's say like you make a decision and it blows up. I'm going to clean it up and I'm going to clean it up as if it was my decision sort of thing mm-hmm. or I'm going to own it. Um, there should never be a time where the man's like, oh, this is your fault. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's what it means to be the head of the household. Maybe I'm wrong. Probably, most likely, but I like it. <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah. I think it's I think it's empowering. Uh, we will prioritize our marriage above everything else. Apart from your relationship with God, your marriage is the most important relationship in your life. It is more important than your children, your job, your personal interests, or your hobbies. Determined to work hard to meet each other's needs and refuse to sacrifice your marriage or anything, anyone else. I think it's so simple and so black and white that we... But we forget it like, oh, that's just my wife or that's my husband. And that's just like you got married and then that's it. Like now you're married. But it's like anything else. If you're going to learn, if you're taking like dancing lessons and you're trying to be better at dancing or if you're taking like you're learning how to paint or box or whatever, it's like you're you're constantly working on things or you're growing in your job. You're working on being better at your job. It's like, why do we never talk about being better in our marriage? Right. Mm-hmm. I never hear it mm-hmm. ever. Like if you have a one-on-one conversation with a healthy older marriage where they're like, yeah, it takes work. I think that's what they're talking about. Like working on always being better together. But why is it like, why is it so, so much more daunting where it's like, I'm willing to work on my job. I'm willing to work on the house. I'm willing to work on Your projects. Health hobbies health yeah i'm willing to go to the gym to maintain my health but like when it comes to maintaining a marriage it's like oh this is so much work you should just this should just be easier we should just like we we loved each other in the beginning so it'll be love forever and it's like no you have to work to maintain it just like anything else you have to put the work in though that it said that you should prioritize it above everything else because i think that what I've heard and seen is basically when anything in life happens, you have kids, there's something with work, there's a health issue, your marriage is on the back burner. It's so easy to put your marriage on the back burner, especially if the D word's not an option. So it's like, you're not going anywhere. This might suck right now, but I just need to put this on the back burner because I have other crap to deal with. Yeah. You know, and, and it does need to, to be at the front. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the rock. I think it's the foundation of your life. Yeah. Cool. And then lastly, uh, we will base our marriage on Christ-like love. He has love never fails. Marriage is a covenant designed by God. It's a sacrificial and it's it, it is sacrificial and permanent. It is not a relationship of conven- convenience. Hey guys, I don't know how to read. <laughs> The vows, for better or for worse, for richer or poorer, and sickness and health, are covenant vows. That means your marriage is based on the decision to love and cherish each other and not on feelings, convenience, or comfort. Yeah. Which I agree, because it's like, okay, I'm mad at you right now. I feel this towards you, and so I'm not going to love you. Yeah, and I think this, so, I mean, yeah, to base it towards relationships and stuff, um, to have unconditional without conditions a love for each other is vital 
Um, and I think too, cause then it says, don't make important decisions in, in your marriage based on emotions. If you do, you'll regret it. Make these 10 important decisions now and you'll create a marriage strong enough to withstand difficulties, disagreements, and fleeting emotions. And I think that that's an important lesson just for life too. When you're making decisions because it's inconvenient or because you're uncomfortable or because your feelings are, are bad, you can't, you can't live your life like that. Cause it, some things are going to suck. Some things are going to be inconvenient. Some things are going to make you uncomfortable. And some things might, that might be like years of your life. But that doesn't mean it's permanent. And it doesn't mean that that's what life is. It just means like this situation is inconvenient. Yeah. I am uncomfortable right now. But to make a decision based off of your emotions and how you're feeling in the moment, making like big decisions is, is just going to make problems worse. I think that's that's what they're saying too. It's like the Christ-like love. It's like if you base it on how you're feeling or the convenience or comfort, it's not gonna be strong to withstand any difficulty. You have to be you have to be strong enough to say like, hey, even though this sucks right now, like I still love you. Right. And even though this sucks right now, like I still love my life. I'm still grateful for where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the uncondition is the big part because loving with condition is I love you when. I love you if like I love you when you're loving me back really well. It's like, no, I love you. Right. Or I love you if you do everything that I told you to. Right. (laughs) Even when I don't like you, I love you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The other night you just wouldn't tell me that you liked me. Liz is like, like Liz is like, I love you. I'm like, I love you. She's like, I love you so much. I was like, I love you so much. She goes, I like you. And I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> she was like, tell me you like me. <laughs> um, I said, babe, I love you so much. Because, yeah, loving with condition is, I love you when everything in our marriage is going great. I love you when I got a lot of sleep and I'm feeling good and the kids are behaving and you came home from work happy. Mm. Or I love you if all these boxes are checked off. And mm. It's like, no, I love you. And and if you don't feel that way sometimes, that's when you pray and when you're like, okay, like, and, and you remember the vows that you made and you remember your love for that person. I think it's so important to reflect back. Like, I don't know. I feel like whenever we've argued or or anything like that, I always, I don't know. I just, I picture you on our wedding day. And just how incredibly like in love with you I was and how I couldn't take my eyes off you walking down the aisle. And it just reminds me of my love for you and my commitment to you. And I feel like that's so important just to, even if things are rough, remember the good. And when things are rough, pray for the unconditional. Yeah. Our wedding anniversary is in two weeks. Yeah. Do we have, I was thinking about this the other day, Rosa and Bruno both have like printed wedding books. Yeah, we don't. Why? I don't know. Can we get one? Sure. Let's get one. We got to get one to your parents. We got to get one to my parents. We got to have one over here. Okay. And then we have the video, right? Cool. All right, guys. Well, that's the 10 decisions you can make today. Uh, Let us know what you think is most important. I'm curious. I think those are all pretty good to follow. 
Um, but I'm curious to know what, what you guys think is most important. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I mean, I don't think you can really prioritize one over the other. I think what? If you were to choose one. I think just... Like what, which one hits home most with you? I think the last one, just loving unconditionally. I, I don't know. I think making decisions together. Yeah. Because I think it's so easy to make decisions for ourselves, what's convenient for me, and, and not even take the other person into consideration. Yeah, I think that's, well, at least that's what's most apparent in our life right now. I, I, would, I would agree. I think that one we haven't figured out yet. <laughs> I think we have with some things, but there's a couple things that we are not on the same page and we're trying to figure out how to get there. Yeah. But we haven't given up. No, 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 no never. We're not like, okay, well, we're just whatever. I did say the other night, I'm like, well, we're never going to see eye to eye on this. Right, and then I wanted to, do, that's when I wanted to shake you. Mm-hmm. Shake you silly. Mm-hmm. Shake it like a Polaroid picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think for us right now, it would be just making decisions together. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, let us know what you guys think. We'll post it on the Instagram. And uh, we love you. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. Bye. And um, do... Um, Next Friday's Valentine's Day. Oh, what you gonna say? Getting real freaking naughty. Uh-huh. What's that from? Dodgeball. All right, guys. Okay. We love you. Have fun. Have a great weekend. We will see you next week. Bye.